In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. Beloved, as I look upon you this morning, I have, I have a great desire. And that desire, dear children of God, is that I can be a help unto your journey. That we, can be that we can be comforted one with another. That we can strive unto the eternal end, and win the eternal victory. And I, I can boldly say in my own heart, I've, in these last years, uh, that I love everybody. And because I want to love everybody. And may it be that, that and because the love of God is so great that he loved everybody, he wanted that all would come unto repentance and unto eternal life. And we, the children of God, then we are, we have a, pot, a portion of God, and we have the love of God in our hearts. And the love of God is this, that we would want, that everyone would be saved. And I stood, I've stood before the prisoners and before the huge groups in India with one desire when I look at your faces. And that is that one day in heaven above, I will meet every single one of you. That not one of you will be lost. That you all will be, be there with the children of God to praise Him for all eternity. What a great blessing that is. And what a great Christianity we have. Where we can believe our sins forgiven in Jesus' name and blood. And this morning especially, as I prayed fervently for the text. And the, only, and the text that was given unto me was this. That, oh, that we, God, we could this morning have the love of God revealed into our hearts. How great that love was. That we could reveal into our own hearts, dear children of God, what an enormous price was paid for your redemption. And may it be that our hearts can then rejoice and we can put away all sins and all the, all the false gods that we've, we've heard of. And, and walk a, a journey unto eternal life. This morning I will read of our Savior and our Redeemer, our Jesus, our all in all, our bright and morning star, our rose of Sharon, he, 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 the, he the beginning and the end of all, uh, of all of our faith. And the, the, it pleased God to give all honor and glory unto His Son when we, because they, it is a triune God. And when we, when we glorify the Son, we glorify the Father, who, who is the one that is, is the beginning of it all. I will read from the Matthews, the 26th chapter, 36 through 40, 46 verses. And this is, this is where the price of redemption where the price of redemption, beloved, is, is, is paid, and where the sins of the whole world are pressed upon our Savior, where your and my sin are pressed upon him. May God give, give this morning a glimpse unto what, how much God has loved us, and more than that, how much he has paid to redeem us. And then when we have been redeemed so, with such an enormous price, Dear children of God, when you've received the, when you've believed your sins have forgiven and the, and the Holy Spirit has come to dwell in your heart, He will, that God will not and that Savior will not lay easily let you go because you are so precious 
Oh, how many times in these past days have these verses come unto me, that where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And beloved, where is your treasure? Then our heart is there. And it says, and the Word of God again tells us, from the fullness of the heart the mouth speaketh. So we know from our conversations, we know from our, our lifestyle and life, is the, is the Savior, is He our treasure? And I know this morning that every single one of you, I know you want, you want to be, you want to live forever, you want to have Jesus as your treasure. So let's this morning go with our Savior and Redeemer into the Garden of Gethsemane. And I will read it in Jesus' name. That's Matthew 36, uh, 26, chapter 36 through 46, in Jesus' name. Then cometh Jesus with them into the place called Gethsemane, and saith unto his disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto 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 them. My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from thee. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he cometh unto the disciples, and findeth them asleep, and saith unto Peter, What could ye not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray ye, uh, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away again the second time, and prayed again, saying, O oh my Father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then cometh to his, come he to his disciples and saith unto them, Sleep on now and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. Behold, he is at hand that doth betray me. Amen. Beloved, eternal life is a very personal and individual matter. The, the, the great battle of eternal life is fought right in the bosom of each and every one of you. You know how, how and the enemy of the soul, how he can come and attack you through, th through thoughts, uh, through the thoughts that he sends into us and, and how, how even every human being has thoughts that he hates and despises. But then when, when the enemy is so cunning and sends thousands and thousands of thoughts, and beloved, they are all the day long the battle goes on. And the child of God and the enemy of the soul hates the children of God and wants to deceive us. And now when, when he puts a thought into our heart and mind that, that our flesh loves, that's where the big battle t starts to take place. And there's where, we can, there's where we are to cry unto God, the Heavenly Father, and, and pray that, uh, that, oh, Father, give me strength that I can, I can war against these, these ter terrible, uh, terrible, terrible, terrible uh, uh, thoughts that come that my flesh loves. And, and, 
And the Heavenly Father, he, he will come and help you in those matters. And oh, how beautiful is it when, when through, the, through the Spirit we are able to uh, 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 take and crucify the flesh with its lusts and affections thereof. Beloved, we are talking about the soul of man. Uh, this, this flesh is nothing. The Word of God and the examples in God's Word explain many times how people have suffered in the flesh, but they have won the victory. Oh, then the flesh has... We, we have nothing to offer to unto the flesh when we stand here or sit here before the Word of God. But the eternal matter is this. When God created, it was love. It was love that caused the creation of all mankind. Wilford so preciously, I remember saying so often that God had two parts to his nature. He had love, which is enormous, and then he has righteousness, which is truth and demands truth. And when God in, in, uh, created man, it was for love. All the heavens, the earth, the everything that we see in this world was created for the good of man. I believe the angels were even created for the crowning of our, our of God's creation, who was you and I, beloved. And all the things in the world that that, that we see, feel, and touch was given was. Uh, uh, because of God's great love for the crowning of his creation, that, that he could have, we would be a companion, a, a companion of joy, that we would lo he'd love us and we would love him in return. And he would love us because we were obedient unto, unto his word. But we know when God now, how different it was, everything he created after the angels, all that he created, he gave life to but when it came to creating the crowning of his creation, he created us in his own image. In the image of God, he, we, we, are, we are created, beloved. And the huge difference between all the animals and all of life, the grass, the, the fish, and all the, the huge difference is this, that God blew into our nostrils the breath of life and we became a living soul. That soul, beloved, is the real you. That soul is the one that we are preaching as want to, want to so carefully, or carefully take care of and, and speak unto this, this uh, uh, morning. How precious is that soul. And now, God who is, who is all, is all knowing, and and when he placed Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, and 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 now when man fell into sin, God, oh, I believe the angels, the angels that did not follow Lucifer, if I believe they cried. What a sad day when man fell into sin, because God could not change His word. When He said, "The day you eat thereof, thou shalt surely die," He couldn't change that. And beloved, what a dilemma! I believe there was a great, uh, uh, what a, what a huge matter this was when man fell into sin, and now God found a way out that He could, He could redeem us and 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 uh, and, and sanctify us. And I, I call it the mystery of redemption, beloved. That He, He found a way that we could be saved, and that way is so costly. Our minds and our hearts cannot begin to attain unto what, uh, what God now promised unto us. We remember when man fell into sin and he was cursed and all the earth was cursed uh, and, every, and death came upon everything. Now God in his great love 
wanted to satisfy his own righteousness. The love was so much, so great, that it was able to satisfy his righteousness. And that love, beloved, is this. And may it be stressed many times in our hearts to that love what he wants us with him in heaven above for all eternity. What a huge matter that we will be with God in all eternity. And God now could not, could not change his, change the word, but he found the way out. And the way out was so enormous that I'd like to picture in my own mind that there was a conversation between God and his son. And something like this. The father comes to the son. See what's happened to the crowning of our creation. And the father says, Son, I have a way out. And that way out is going to be costly. Will you, my son, go down to earth and become true man? And will you let me, my righteousness, punish you for every sin that, that has ever been committed in the world or ever will be committed in the world? And in that way, my righteousness can be satisfied and I can have them back in heaven with me. That's the sole purpose of, of redemption is the, that you will be with him in heaven above. And now, now when the son promises to do this, then the ages go by and we know that the blood of the animals, always the blood, the blood was, was given for forgiveness of sins, for, uh, for life. Because the life is in the blood, you can take any part of the body almost out and live, but you cannot take blood out because the life is in the blood. And so the, throughout the ages there was the picture of, of Jesus coming down as a redeemer, of the Son becoming true man. And then, the, then through the ages and now it comes to the day that, that the, uh, the angel comes unto Mary and tells her that she was going to bear the Son of God in her, in her womb. And that, that the Holy Spirit would be the Father. And, that, that, and now she was born. Uh, he, Jesus, the Holy Spirit was the Father. And as, as the time fo was fulfilled, he was born. But beloved, he was, when Jesus was in the womb of Mary, there's one important matter that, that I think is very important. And it's this, that he was filled with the Spirit of God even from the womb on. But when he came down to earth, beloved, and, and uh, when he came down now and w was born, we, he was just like you and I. Oh, my own mind, my own reasoning would say, no way, no way could it be. Yet the Word of God says so. He was like you. He was like me. He, was, he not, he's experienced everything that you can experience, dear children of God. Every temptation, every trial, every sorrow, everything that only God could do. He, the Son experienced all that. And, and, and for, for that reason, for that reason, he, he said, uh, God sent His Son to be to be the, the, the one that would redeem us. And remember, I like to remember as we go, all the way, always remember, God became man. And now there was no Jesus because God had become man. Now, now Jesus came and walked on the earth He Himself had created. 
and he and he and he and he dwelt among those that he himself had had created. Oh, beloved, what a huge, what a huge! How can how can we explain when the Father sends His Son down? And if you have a loving, uh, if you have a loving child, or or even anybody that you love, and they go away away for a long period of time, oh, the loneliness! We 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 and I believe these are a picture that we experience in our hearts that God experienced in our behalf. The loneliness of his son. Why did he do it, beloved? Because he wanted you in heaven above for all eternity. And so now, so now, now the, uh, the Savior comes down and he's, he pre, he's at 30 years old and he begins the ministry and, and, and chooses all the disciples and, and now, now the work of redemption was begun. And all the promises that that were made in in all the whole Bible before the uh, in the Old Testament now was fulfilled. Here was the here was the Savior of man, God become man. Oh, again and again, how how often I thought in my heart, what a huge matter, beloved. God, my God, had to come and die for me. God died for you, beloved, and accept it. And all, it, this is such a personal and individual matter. Oh, the, the, I, I could open your heart as I'd want to open my own heart to begin to comprehend so we could rejoice and be exceeding glad that I am a child of God and heaven is my home. Because, you know, in, in this life, we human beings, we have... Feelings and emotions. Sometimes we feel like, yes, I'm a, I'm a Christian, and and yes, I can believe my sins forgiven. And and then come the emotions. Somebody tells us something that that uh, that hurts us. Maybe something we're doing, and we didn't think it was bad, and now now we're hurt. And the, and, and and the emotions come and go. But beloved, faith never changes. A commitment unto God when a child of God is born. When you have comprehended, oh, a childhood Christian, when you have comprehended that you're, you're completely undone without a Savior and Redeemer, and now, now when He, when He comes and, and, and comes into your heart and you experience that, yes, I can be a child of God. Oh, I can remember the first time I asked forgiveness in Jesus and heard my sins forgiven in Jesus' name and blood, and which is not the Savior, but it is a way, the way of, of humbleness, and it's the, it's the way that we can journey here in this earth so that we don't have to get a journey with a guilty conscience. And as a 15-year-old, and the dear young, as a 15-year-old, I'm driving home all alone. And all of a sudden, it fills my heart that I'm a child of God. I'm going to heaven. I can't, words can't explain the joy of that. And beloved, oh, and on to all of you that have had experiences like this. May it be that many times you remember what it was like that you could be renewed in the journey when these last moments of time, when the enemy of the soul wants to cause you to go to eternal destruction, when he tosses all kinds of things, God, all the world is thrown into the laps of the Christians, and and so that we would, so we would, our treasure would not be Jesus. 
Our treasure would not be God up in heaven. Our treasure would not be the streets of gold. So that we, but he wants us to, he, he's so cunning, he sneaks in. It doesn't, uh, sin is sin, beloved, and sin is always contrary to God's word. But those sins that sneak upon us can be so right things, where our treasure becomes our money. The, and it's a terrible, terrible matter when the, the uh, lust of money comes into the heart. And I experienced the warfare in that, so I know what a, I know that I'm, and that it's true. And it can be work, it can be, well, but it can be then the sports of this world, and it can be all the things that I, that my my own heart says that the children of children of God should uh, should not have their hearts become tied to it. Here's the great danger that that where where is our conversation? I so many times I thought when I go visit and and we uh, the conversation is about all earthly things, and then I go home and I I wished I had spoken up, even as Brother Walter said, I wish I had spoken up and and changed the conversation. But beloved, I will tell you some sad experiences, and it's the truth. I've got, I've tried to change it, and I've noticed that the people don't want to. My heart is saddened. Oh, how sad I become, and how I would want to, want to, that all of us would, would desire the word of God. We would desire the the companionship of the children of God that we put. All the, all the, these little things that, that, that we disagree on because no, I, I understand that no doctrine is perfect. No understanding is perfect. So, but we can then center on what is, what is, imp- what is perfect? What is right? That, that's repentance and repentance and absolution, believing our sins forgiven. Without that, there is no eternal life. And beloved, when God puts the Spirit in our hearts, we hope to talk about that a little later here. Oh, uh, but, but anyway, here, here in our text, then we, then we read, read that uh, Jesus goes into the garden, uh, the garden of Gethsemane, now he, he leave, he, at the last supper he takes and he, he, uh, says with the desire, I have a desire to eat this with you. Our Savior is man now wanted to, wanted to perform the work of redemption. He was anxious to per- perform the work of redemption. He, but he was man. And now, now when he, when he goes out and the heavenly Father places your sin and my sin, and it's so important that we know it's our sins that was placed upon our Savior and the Redeemer. And what that I, I briefly will I'll go over it, so I, we can we can finish this this morning. Now the Savior has the sins of the whole world upon him. What happens? He goes to pray, and the Word of God says that he he now he is sweat as it were great drops of blood. And it, and through the prophet Jesus cries out as man. He cries out, I'm a worm, I'm not a man. So low he became when the sins of the whole world was placed upon him. He cries out, I have more sins than I have hairs on my head. They were your sins and they were my sins, beloved, that, that was pressed upon the Savior. And the weight of those sins was so huge that the son cries out to the father. And here, behold, 
in my own heart. Oh, the love of the Father. Now, Jesus cries out, Is it possible that this cup be taken away from me? Now the loving Father, lonesome for his Son, hears the cry, that can, can you help me? And now the Heavenly Father, he turns his face away from his Son. Where did it turn it? Beloved, believe today, believe this morning. He turned and looked at you personally. All the eternal life is a personal matter. Our Savior is a personal matter unto us. Now believe that, boldly believe that he, he looked right on you and he turned his face away from his son. What did it cost the Father? Can you experience a little bit how great that love was to, set, to turn away? And he had to turn away because he wanted you in heaven above. Isn't that a, a, it's a huge, it's a huge, huge matter. And I say, behold the love of God. God. Behold the love of the Father when the Son is crying out. But behold the love of the Son. Thy nevertheless not my will, but thy will be done. There is not ever been in, in this world, there has never been anything like the battle that was fought there. It was fought when the, when the sins of the whole world was placed upon the Son of God. And now the enemy of the soul has thrown all the arsenals of hell against, against his son that, that he could take and, and cause him to stumble. But he did not. Why not? God, Jesus wanted, he didn't, I like to say, he didn't want to be in heaven, in all the glories of heaven all alone. He wanted lots of people to be in, to enjoy it with him. Oh, the love of the Savior and Redeemer. If, you, if I could place the, the emotion that comes in my heart, he wants you personally. There isn't such a lowly person here, not young or old. Beloved, I assure you, he wants you in heaven. And he has paid the price of, of, of your redemption and he wants to be, he wants you to partake of all the glories of heaven, beloved. He wants you to be like, like he himself is. And now, now so, so the, the Son of God cries out, and, uh, and the disciples, they slept. And oh, how, how I've thought time and time again, that song, Jesus bore it all alone. Now, the Father rejected him. That the the world has we have be, he, we we have be, uh, smitten him through Pilate's judgment hall. We put a blindfold on him. We slap his face and say, "Guess who slapped you?" We spit upon him and and we mock him. And then take the, then uh, then in Pilate's judgment hall, put the robe of 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 uh, mockery on him, purple robe. And then they beat his back with uh, with the with the stripes. Uh, the word of the uh, prophet says in the Old Testament, the bones showed, the bones showed of our Savior, our Redeemer, our Creator, our, our, and here he was, the one that had made all these, had made all the, made, created all that, uh, all that have life, all the ones that were beating him. They put a crown of thorns on his head and they take the, they take the rod and they pound the crown of thorns deeper. And what a sight our Savior must have been. 
I've thought of that when it speaks in the 53rd chapter of Isaiah. There was no beauty in him that we should desire him. Beloved, do you see beauty in him? Here is your life. Here is your salvation. Here is your all in all. And he, what a pitiful sight. Now he goes, he, they take him, after he's been condemned, they take him up and they, and they, they nail him to his cross. And I've thought now the, the innocent feet that traveled onto, onto one place to another to save man, to save man from themselves, from that flesh, and the, which is our enemy. And now they take and nail his holy hands that did nothing but good to the cross. And now they raise the cross between heaven and earth. And there he is, a pitiful sight, alone, the creator of the world. Our Savior, our bright and morning star, our Rose of Sharon, our, our uh, all in all, there he, there he hangs between heaven and earth. And now he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Forgive us, we didn't know what we were doing when, when, when we uh, slain the Savior. But, but last of all, then he cries out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He's done all the miracles, everything, nothing but good, and now the Father rejects him. I don't know. I don't know how could, how could clay lips want. I would like to portray it unto you and myself, what it was now when the Savior was, uh, was said, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Now, now he died eternally. It was a small matter to die naturally. This, it's a small matter even to the child of God and as well spoke of the four that have gone on. You know, I rejoice in heart. I hope you do. That, that yes, their victory is won. When they lie in the silence of the grave, let the storms rage, let the devils come and attack. It's safe forevermore. Forever and ever, beloved, they are. And it's, it's an enviable place. Yesterday I thought, or the, what, yeah, the day before, as we were in the cemetery, what a blessed place, resurrection ground. May it be that in your life will never will a cemetery be, be uh, abhorrible to you where the saints are buried. It's resurrection ground. One day we'll see them rise from there. But now the Savior died eternally. And here, here is the price of our redemption. He died eternally. And here is the mystery of redemption. Now when Jesus rose on the, on the third day over death, hell, and the devil, and I've been there. Beloved, they asked me what was the most, what was the, uh, the best thing or the most uh, joyous moment you had in Israel. I thought about it a short time. The empty tomb. He's risen. He lives forever and ever. And now, beloved, he trampled death, hell, and the devil under his feet. No more death, no more sorrow. Everything he, he trampled under, the, under his feet. And now, and so he won the great victory. What a victory it was. Because even creation itself, when Jesus was on the cross, creation could not look on its creator. 
It said that now darkness came, that the light did not want to see the Creator die. They say the birds stopped their singing, they couldn't bear the Creator dying. And, and, the, and the sun hid behind the clouds, couldn't, crea- couldn't uh, bear the, crea- the, the, uh, uh, the death of the Creator, and the earth shook and could not bear that the Creator died. He who created everything did all this, beloved, for you. Oh, may it, may it enter your heart. I would like to say this morning that if you were the only, uh, only uh, sinner on earth, he would have come for you. He would, and beloved, he did. He came for you, for all of us feels as the greatest sinner. And now, and, and so now, the mystery of redemption, I believe, is this. That now went to the broken heart and to the sorrowing spirit, to the one that wants, desires eternal life. God has looked into, into the depths, he searches the depths and the intents of the heart, and he sees you want eternal life. And now, now he exhorts you to believe your sins forgiven in Jesus' name and blood. He exhorts you to, to, to take hold of that great victory. And when that takes place, the Spirit of God comes to dwell in the soul. And now the Father imputes the work of his Son into the soul of every believer. To every believer, now as you struggle and you war and the emotions come and go, now faith is steadfast. The work, uh, the, the Savior's work is sure. And, uh, and, and the Father looks down on you. Even this day, dear child of God, he looks down upon you and he doesn't see your, uh, he doesn't see all the corruption, all the defilement that we have in this flesh because this flesh will sin as long as it's, as it's on this earth and the battle will be fierce as long as we're on this earth but he sees the work of his son and now we are as I came to my mind that, that story in Finland when his name was Erdling he, he was, I was translating him he was an elder he was 80 years old at that time and he says, as a young man, he, he was in a uh, hot, um, congregation in Pietasari. And they said, young man, we'll let you choose the next uh, visiting speaker. And when they chose him, they chose, uh, he said, when he chose, he chose uh, an elder that, that they had never heard. And, and the day came that when he stood before them and he said, he said <clears throat> the elder said, You've, I've never been here, I want to introduce introduce myself to you and then he says now he says I am just as holy and and righteous as the son of God himself is and he said at that time I was I was disturbed but then he said now I know and understand yes it's so that's why we that's why God can take our soul and put a put a, a new body a glorious body around our soul because he does not see he has sanctified our, our soul, our soul is pure and holy and innocent and sin cannot touch that soul. But beloved, there is the warnings that go out and we must, uh, is, is, uh, that, that uh, eternal life still depends upon the person wanting to be a child of God. And the enemy of the low, uh, soul does 
send out his, his great um, um, temptations and, and tries to, de to defile the soul. He wants you to live in sin so finally you don't care and then, then you're eternally lost. But to, but to you children of God, it doesn't happen to a child of God that wants heaven. If, if, you're, if your treasure, when God looks down on your heart and, and searches, what's your treasure? If it's our Savior and Redeemer, oh, what a, what a fortunate person you are. And may it be that there, of every listening ear is in that condition. That's, uh, that's my great hope. But if, if not, then how, how precious it is. This is the time of grace. This is, this is, the, this is the, the training ground, like almost like a schooling that we're going through in this life as children of God to a heaven that is, is gorgeous. And now, and now if, if you have those sins that you cannot believe over, how precious it is that you go and ask forgiveness and hear it forgiven in Jesus' name and blood. And this does not come as a cover for sin, because I've heard the accusation so, so many times. I agree, it's not a cover for sin. It's a release to, the, to, that, to, the, to, to your conscience, so you can, so you can travel. How, with a burdened conscience and a sin weighing on you, and I know it's, sin does not rot, what a, it's a hard journey to, to believe, because that's the things that I've done are way heavy on me. And that's the beauty of our living Christianity. We can go and hear our sins forgiven in Jesus' name and blood. And it is the release. And we've all experienced it. It's the release. Oh, how, how thankful we can be. And then, then, beloved, then, beloved, on that great judgment morning, when the, when the graves open up and we see, the, we see all the saints rise first from the graves, their resurrection ground. And if we remain and we see we are still here, then we, then we will receive a new body. In, in fact, so children, that new body is fast as you can wink its eye. And then we all rise up to meet the Savior in the sky, to be with him for all eternity. Where there's no more sickness, sorrow, death, where there's no more trials. I've thought many times, what is the greatest joy that I will experience? That that the enemy of the soul can never attack me again, for that is for all eternity. And on the other side, may it be that many times we children of God can look and say how thankful we are that what's going to take place for the unbeliever, eternal death, eternal weeping and gnashing of teeth, eternal, eternal darkness, eternal solitude, they're all alone and and if it were for, like uh, Forshock so, spoke so many years ago, if it were for a hundred years or a million years, there'd be hope. But there is no hope. So if there is a soul here that, that feels they're not, uh, they're, they're, uh, they can't believe that they're a child of God, then today is the day of salvation. Today the doors of grace are open. May it be that you would come and make yourself known and believe boldly that I'm a child of God and heaven bound. Oh, may God grant that unto every listening ear this morning. We ask it in Jesus' name. And now the Lord bless us and keep us. The Lord make his face shine upon us and be gracious unto us. The Lord lift up his countenance upon us 
and give us everlasting peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank you. Um, thank you very much for all your support. It, it's a comfort to know that we are in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great power and strength, and stretcheth out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. Jeremiah thirty two seventeen. Thank you. Love and God's peace. Trent Tessa Mahonan. We have an invitation to the uh, Apostolic Lutheran Church of Toronto. They're having a, um, well, we dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the Apostolic Lutheran Church of Toronto would like to invite everyone to attend special, special services on the weekend of October 6th through 8th, 06. Chad Koivinen from Chassel, Michigan will be our, our guest speaker, and I'll post this up on the backboard. We'll have a service at the Harborside uh, Nursing Home this afternoon at 3, and then a service here at 7. And the calling hours for Ruth Lauka um, will be Monday evening from 6 to 8. And then the funeral will be here on Tuesday at 11. And the funeral groups that are serving will be 2 and 3. And New Ipswich will bring sandwiches, and Ringe and the surrounding towns will bring bakery. There'll be a mission board meeting here at Tuesday at 7 o'clock. Then Wednesday will be the Bible study at 7.30. Thursday evening, our regular service at 7.30. The next Sunday will be Sunday school at 9.15 with a communion service at 10.30 and then a service in the evening at 7. Next Sunday, we will take a collection. Our collection will be for Sunday... Did I say that? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs>